0: put his head down on his arms, I've written to your aunt, Lady Dowling. Father went on. I invited her and your cousin Philip to come stay for a few months. I don't want Aunt Margaret, said Gerard. I want Mother, she's dead. Edward whispered, Gerard scowled at him. She is not Gerard, son. "'She is,' father told him. "'I wish it weren't so.' His chin wobbled. Gerard knew what dead meant. It meant they took the dog, or person he supposed, but so far he'd only seen dogs die, and dug a hole behind the stable to put them in. Surely father would never let them do that to mother. "'I don't believe it!' The duke was quiet for a moment. Gerard never forgot how the morning sun shone on his father's forehead, the skin smooth where his hair had receded. "'Would you like to see her?' Gerard nodded. After a moment, so did Edward. "'Yes, sir,' mumbled Charlie. "'Please?' The duke nodded once, and all three boys slid off their chairs to follow him, breakfast forgotten." They went down the narrow stairs that led directly into the Duchess's sitting-room. It was still and quiet in there, which was unusual. Gerard often came running down those stairs to see her and climb into her lap, and the room was always full of people—the housekeeper, the Duchess's maid, servants carrying tea trays and stoking the fires and bringing letters. She never minded it and never told him not to come, or even not to run— Today the room was deserted. The duke opened the door to her bedroom and waved one hand, sending the servants within scurrying for the door. Then father stepped back and let them come in. Later Gerard would wish he hadn't done it. He thought perhaps without that last terrible view of her he might have clung instead to some other happier memory of his mother. But as a child... He had no idea, and he went into the room to see her lying on the bed, so altered from her normal self he could hardly recognize her. Her dark hair was pulled back from her face, which seemed to have sunk into her head. The covers had been stripped back from the bed, and she wore a stark white nightgown, which only made her skin look grey instead of its normal pink-and-white prettiness. A bundle of cloth was tucked into the crook of her arm. She didn't look like she was sleeping. Beside him, Edward made a gasping, snuffling sound. The duke put his hand on Edward's shoulder. I'm sorry, lads, he said again, very quietly. You may go, if you like. Thank you, sir, choked Charlie, before he turned and ran for the door. Edward sniffled then dragged his sleeve across his face before he too went out without a word. Gerard inched closer to his father. It looked a little like mother there on the bed, but not really. Is she really dead? He looked up to see his father's slight nod. Why did she die, father? For a moment the duke was silent. He wore an odd expression, rather like the one Edward had the time he realized he'd broken his own new compass, distraught and guilty at the same time. Edward had even punched Charlie when Charlie pointed out it was his own fault. It is God's retribution, said the Duke at last, almost inaudibly. She was too good for me. Gerard looked back at his mother. He thought she was perfect. He wanted to touch her face on the chance it might wake her up, but didn't dare. Are we going to bury her behind the stable? He asked sadly. She won't like that, father. The Duke sighed, then leaned down and scooped up Gerard in his arms. No, son, we won't put her there, he murmured. She'll lie in the mausoleum by the chapel,